0: Okay, so this is my first podcast. Whee. So my name is Jackie and I'm 14 years old. And this podcast is kind of going to be all about my medical journey and how that affects my life. So, I've been diagnosed with something that very few people know about and nobody in my family or my world knew about it before I got diagnosed and so I think it's really important that I do this so that I can spread awareness so that if any loved ones get it they can they'll have family support and they might it might be caught quicker or if your friend at school has it or work and you don't understand it this will really really help and for that and just because not a lot of money is going toward funding for a cure and advancing treatment research for this um illness and I think it's really important because this is a really hard thing to have and I just I think that we need to have a cure because it Affects more people than you would think. So what I have is called complex regional pain syndrome or CRPS. And that's going to be kind of the main focus of this. But I also have another connective tissue disorder called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome that I might be talking about from time to time. So first I'm going to just kind of define both of those. I see them so complex regional pain syndrome or CRPS it's a chronic pain condition and it affects the nerves and it's basically where I had an injury and then in the area where I had the injury my nerves basically just started freaking out my nerves started inappropriately sending very severe pain signals to my brain when they're not supposed to. And some things that some people don't know about is that um, sometimes you may feel like, let's say you stub your toe. It's not actually, the pain doesn't just come from stubbing your toe, it comes from your nerve sending pain signals to your brain. And if your nerves didn't send pain signals to your brain, you wouldn't feel any pain. And so your nerves kind of are the causers of pain. So they're like, what just happened, you know, harmed your body. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't stub your toe. And so for me, even if I'm not doing anything, the pain still is incredibly severe. And for me, the way I describe it, it kind of feels like somebody is, like, stabbing me with a flaming sword. Just in and out and in and out. And on whenever we would go to the emergency room before I was diagnosed and just be like, I'm in awful pain and they always ask you to rate your pain from 1 to 10, I would always say 10. N- without a doubt. And... So, I'm just gonna tell you what happened because it's a long story, but there's time, so yeah. So, in February of this year, 2019, um, I was dancing in my room and I was dancing, it was actually two days after I had been to the emergency room twice in one day for severe asthma attacks that almost stopped me from breathing entirely. And so it was a long week. And um, I was dancing, just being silly with my mom. We were cleaning out my room and all my drawers and we had some junk on her bed. And I was um, just dancing and being silly and then i just turned on my ankle and like boom it just shot pain instantly i collapsed immediately to the floor started crying it was not a good scene and so we went immediate uh <laughs> we went immediately to an urgent care and we they said that it was a sprain, and they said to go home and ice it and elevate it and stuff. And I couldn't go to school because my school has six flights of stairs to get up to my homeroom and no elevator. And we're like, well, I'm on crutches. I'm going to fall. And I was, it was really sore. My ankle was swollen. It was bruised. We are like, okay, we're going to keep me out of school for a bit. But then it just, it didn't get any better, and we were a little bit concerned. But we're like, maybe it just needs more time, it was probably a very severe sprain. And so I ended up video chatting into class. Um, We use like a Google FaceTime app thingy, and they would bring, and I would, they would bring me around (laughs) a school on a computer, And I would be on the other end sitting on my sofa with all my notebooks. (laughs) And so that ended up working out okay. Until all of a sudden my pain just started getting crazy bad. Like out of control. Like we're talking I'm screaming and sobbing. And it just didn't go away. I would just, I'd be okay for maybe a few like. 10-20 seconds and then just boom the pain would shoot like crazy and I'd have to stop if I was talking or reading or doing anything and I'd have to stop to scream and so it was just awful and we hated it and it was so hard for my parents and my brother to you know see me like that and we went to doctor after doctor after doctor and some doctors were kind of just like oh yeah well you know maybe it's not really as bad as she's saying or you know it's a sprained ankle of course it's gonna be a little sore but they just did not understand and they said oh maybe it's shin splints so maybe it's this maybe it's that but it wasn't and we were just we went to doctor after doctor all hopping around trying to find an answer um, my ankles started getting really cold, ice cold, and, um, it would turn a deep purple, and it basically turned every color of the rainbow, um, at one point, and it was just, I basically spent two months, two and a half-ish, before I got a diagnosis, I spent it just lying in bed, with my foot up not being able to do anything just sobbing while my mom ran around the house just desperately trying to stop the pain we tried everything we tried ice we tried heat we tried just me sitting in bed watching movies all day Or trying to do crafts or anything to take my mind off the pain and at this point you know I couldn't spend time with friends I wasn't in school I wasn't even video chatting anymore because they can't have me screaming on the other end and it was just so incredibly bad and we just had no clue what to do and finally (laughs) we went to a children's hospital and we got help it was amazing I didn't come with high expectations at that point I really just wanted to die I wanted to go to heaven I wanted to be free from pain and yeah and so my mom and dad were both there my mom called my dad there he missed work because we both needed emotional support in this and because my mom had just been fighting for me for so long and she cried in doctor's offices and begging them like please help my daughter and they just couldn't because they didn't know what to do with me and we'd been to the emergency room actually the night before we'd already gone several times but we went the night before my appointment with the children's hospital because I'm like guys I just can't make it through the night I think something's seriously wrong with me and we went and we ended up going to two ERs in our city and neither one could help us until finally they sent us home and I all I wanted to do was get admitted into the hospital and maybe have them knock me out for a few days. I said I remember saying to my mom, "Mommy, can't they just knock me out for a few days or a week because I just need some relief. I was so tired. The best part of my days were when I was asleep. And that wasn't very often because the pain kept me awake most nights. Long story short, it was not a good scene. And so we went to the children's hospital. I remember as we were waiting in the lobby, my parents were like, Jackie, maybe this is gonna be the appointment. This is gonna work. I have really high hopes for this. And I'm just like, no, you hope for things, you get disappointed. I told them that I'm not gonna put my trust in doctors anymore. I'd completely lost faith that they could help me. And It was just so hard for my parents to see me like that. I just... The joy had just been completely sucked out of me. And... Yeah. So... We got to talk all morning. They did... Examinations. They brought in a whole team of not just... Physical doctors, but of mental doctors. They brought in a team of child psychologists and behavioral psychologists and neuropsychologists and they brought in physical therapists and they brought in occupational therapists and they brought in pain pediatric pain specific doctors who specialized in child pain and they just let us talk all morning about things and they would ask us questions about everything even the family background cuz just to be as thorough as possible. It wasn't like when we went to other doctor's offices and it felt like they were rushing us. They just let us take our time, and, yeah. And so, I don't know how many times I've said, and, yeah, in this podcast so far. <laughs> so, um, we, at the end of the conversation, at the end of the morning, They went out, and they talked it over together, all my doctors. And then they came back in the room, and they said, Your daughter has complex regional pain syndrome. And we didn't even know what that meant. And so they explained it to us, and then they said, what we want to do is we want to put her on these medications. And as soon as they said that, my mom and my heart, uh, my mom and, yeah, my mom and my heart, our hearts both just sank all the way down to our toes. And we were like, no, all they're going to do is put us on medications and make us go away. And that was just so bad. And then he finished his sentence, the doctor, and he said, and we recommend that she come to our intensive inpatient program. And we were like, yes, all I wanted to do was just get better and go back to normal life. And then he said, but it's going to get hard before it gets better. It's going to get harder. You're going to be in a lot of pain. He said that us propping up my ankle on pillows and immobilizing it was only making it worse and we were so confused because usually when ankles hurt you stay off of them for a bit and you elevate them and blah 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 and so the earliest they could get me in was April 1st and we got a call that right On April 1st they could get us in so we were we were really happy I was very very nervous but I all I wanted to do was get better and we saw the inpatient floors and it I was like they're gonna make me better and it made me so much happier and we only had one week to wait And so I waited that one week. That one week was torture, but I did it. And then I came in, again, with my expectations very low. And I was in the inpatient program for three weeks. And in those three weeks, my life was transformed. I had come in rolling on a knee scooter Because I couldn't be in a wheelchair because I couldn't have my ankle down. So with a knee scooter, my ankle was up. And that was better. But I was still not putting any weight on it at all. And I had an incredible team. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of being sore and being in pain and things and I think it was my third day and my PT came out with a walker and she said we're going to go to the end of the hall with this walker and not the knee scooter and I looked at her like are you serious I can't do that and she was very serious and I didn't even I used it and I still hopped. Like, my ankle wasn't even on the floor, but I did it. I wasn't using the knee scooter. And we gradually went to me walking with my feet on the floor to further distances. And until finally, all around the hospital, I was using the walker. It was really hard, but again, I was doing it. And. I'm not going to talk about the time that they gave me expired milk in the hospital because that was truly the only negative thing that happened that entire three weeks. And it was just such a family of people and once you were done with your hard therapies, you got to go down to the therapy center and do crafts and games with other kids like you. And I met so many incredible kids, and there was one girl who was a little bit younger than me, who had the same thing as me. And I mean, I can't, I can barely get through every day at my age with CRPS. I can't imagine doing it at like eleven years old. What I'm going through, and. So shout out to Rania because she is fire and she's incredible and she's just so positive through all of this and I just love her so much and so we were really able to support each other through that and then I left. And when I left, I was using a walker, and I had decorated it with ribbons, and I called it the Granny Mobile, <laughs> and I was back, and we had a welcome home party, and I got to see my friends, and it was just great. And then we, I kind of hit a bit of a low. We had been celebrating the positives and how far I'd come for so long, which we should have, because, like... Seriously, no exaggeration. Before I went into the hospital, if you blew uh, anywhere on my foot, I would cry out, like scream in pain if you just lightly blew on it. So I couldn't have anything touch it. That's why I had it propped up on pillows. I couldn't put blankets or sheets or anything over it. It was just an absolute mess. I couldn't sleep on my side. Nothing. And so, yeah. (laughs) So, we'd been celebrating for so long that we didn't realize that it was still going to be hard. And there were still hard things. Because... We wanted to get me to using no assistive devices whatsoever. And we knew that that was going to be pretty darn hard. So then I went to an all-day specialized transition program, which is basically transition as in transitioning back into normal life, into school, into work, into family life, into just regular everyday life. And so there were a bunch of kids there and I gotta say I didn't make as close connections as I did, but there was one person I definitely made a super close connection with. And so shout out to Riley. I met her on, she came in on the Monday I mean, no, she came in on the Tuesday of my very last week there. So I was already, like, I went from the walker to um, an arm crutch. So I was using a forearm crutch, and she came on on crutches. And so, yeah, but she's amazing, and she's such a fighter, and we still talk i still talk with both Rania and riley and we talk about our journey and just supporting each other and about our lives with crps because it's so important for there to be that community because it is a rare disorder and so to have people who get you and understand how hard it is is just so great to be plugged into that community And so I loved my physical therapist at Outpatient, or I'll just call it STP, Specialized Transition Program, because she taught me so many amazing things. And one of them was just, she taught me yoga and mindfulness and meditation, which is something that has helped me so tremendously. Yoga just really helped me get better. We would do yoga videos You need to check out boho beautiful on YouTube the beginner videos. They're awesome because I'm not like an advanced yoga person (laughs) but it definitely helped out a lot and Just the beginner ones you just feel so calm and relaxed afterwards. It helped me take my mind off my pain Um, the meditation apps I use, um, Insight Timer, um, Breathe with two E's, um, Calm, um, Three Minute Mindfulness, I think that's it. (laughs) I use a lot, I love them so much, and for yoga, um, Boho Beautiful, and I think downward dog I think that's I think those are the ones but those have just been so tremendously helpful to me and yeah they've just been so incredible and it's just helped me so much I use sleep meditations to help me get to bed at night and so then after that I after I was out of STP I walked out on my own two feet, and walking still hurt a little bit, but I was able to do it, and it was just, oh my gosh, I got so emotional on my last day, oh my gosh, I cried like a wuss, but it, it was just seriously, from going to not even being able to blow on my foot, to walking again, we didn't think I would ever be able to do that so yeah and after that I went back to school for my very last two weeks of eighth grade and they let me graduate (laughs) um I did a lot of work while I was in still in the hospital I they had teachers there which was great that helped me graduate and my teachers were like you don't have to do like you know, you don't have to worry about homework and schoolwork and blah, blah, blah. It's the last two weeks of school. Everybody else was be doing exams. We're going to think of just special little projects for something to put on your report card. But, like, don't stress because those teachers had known me since third grade. And they they knew that, you know, I wasn't using this to slack off. And the pain team, um, the educational coordinator from STP, was actually there to help talk about CRPS and what I can and can't do. And I was able to walk up six flights of of stairs multiple times a day. It hurt, I was slow, but I did it. And so that was amazing. And so we were just really, really happy about it. And then I was able to see my best friend that summer in Minnesota. And that was great. And um, we just had the best time ever riding horses and just having a really awesome time. And then things just started to take a turn for the worse. Worst? Worse, not worse. Ugh. And I got CRPS. In my wrist and hand it spreads to a certain area it spreads somewhere else if it's not caught quick enough and even though we caught it quicker than a lot of people some people have it for years or just months and months and years and years and years and I only had it for two or three months before I got diagnosed and so we caught it very quickly but it still spread from my ankle to my wrist, and I was so excited to get back in the gym that I was using the weight machines and i um, I was using them for too long, and then I just got a little bit sore in the wrist, but then the c r p s spread there, and that was so hard because it started hurting it almost as bad as my ankle did. But the good news was that I already knew what to do. They taught me so many strategies at the hospital that like I already knew what to do. Like I was good and we were able to do at-home physical therapy instead of having to go back to the hospital and I I still see my behavioral psychologist once a week. And so we were able to just talk together and it was so helpful. And so, then, after that, I was able to go to summer camp in Ohio, and it was a Christian camp because I just did not feel close to God anymore. I felt like we had prayed for so long for just relief and for my wrist and my ankle and we felt like nothing was happening and I wasn't realizing the little things God has done and the blessings and the things I've learned along the way and I just wasn't trusting in God and one thing that I learned was that I was angry at God and so once I made my peace with God and with the fact that I have CRPS, and I don't know how God is going to use it in my life, but I still know that He is. Once I was able to just be at peace with that, my relationship with God just took off again, and I have made so many friends at camp who just still text me and support me and things, and... So that was great, and one of the things that I was really worried about was I wanted to pass the swimming test, because if I couldn't pass the swimming test, then I would have to stay in, like, the baby pool, the really shallow end of the lake at summer camp, and I didn't want to have to do that, because water is actually very helpful for my ankle, because you, you know, you are you get to be mobile without putting weight or... um a lot of pressure on your joints and so it's just really helpful that was a very old lady thing to say but yeah I have bad joints <laughs> um so I was really like oh there's no way I'm gonna be able to do it because we went swimming a few days before I went to camp and I just couldn't do it so we're like okay I'm not gonna be able to do it but there was something that just Kept wanting, that just kept saying like, you know, you gotta try. And so, I thought to myself like, okay, I'm gonna try. And so, we went out to the dock, and my family was there to watch me try to pass the swim test. I told the lifeguard that I have a medical condition and I'm not sure if I'll be able to swim or not. But I told them that I really 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 wanted to try and so I got in the water and what happened next was amazing I started swimming my pain went away and it was almost like I was being pushed in the water and it was almost like there was somebody else swimming next to me and instantly I knew that it was Jesus. And I know these are the things that some people talk about and other people are like, wow, what a nut. (laughs) And um, I'm not a nut job. I'm somebody who is really in awe of her Lord and how he works because, wow, I just could feel him swimming next to me. And it was almost like I was just... Propelling through the water, without even, I was I was barely doing any strokes, and yet I was just propelling through the water, and it was a miracle, and it was a divine appearance, and I truly believe that Jesus was swimming next to me, and you know there are so many important things going on in the world, but Jesus came down from heaven to swim with me, and that was just crazy stuff and I didn't tell a lot of people because it's very personal but I think it's important that I share this on here for other people who might have CRPS and who are doubting God and just know he's there he's always been there and He, if you let him he's going to turn this into something good and like now i get to be on this podcast and i get to spread awareness for other people and i might be able to help somebody out there <laughs> and so it was just crazy i came out of the water all shaking and like whoa i i was breathing a little heavily i was like did that actually just happen i told my family that <laughs> they started crying we were a basket case, but it was, it was great. It was amazing. And I told that to my counselors and they thought that it was amazing too. And, um, it was just an overall really, really great week. I still had pretty intense pain every day, but what helped was being there and being with my brothers and sisters in Christ and just, getting encouraged and after that I was able to really just go home with good foundations to be a Christian again and follow Jesus again and yeah and so I went to summer camp and then I was actually able to do theater camp and theater is something I've done since I was 8 it's something I'm incredibly passionate about and I just go all in with The singing and the dancing, I'm not a good dancer, and having CRPS makes me an even worse one. And so we had to tell the people at theater camp that, you know, that we were doing Little Mermaid, and there's a lot of music, there's a lot of dancing. So we had to tell them that, you know, I can't get, like, a big dancing part, and I was scared that I was just gonna get, like... I'm just going to be standing off to the side, or I'll just, you know, be doing nothing. And I'll basically just be a sea creature, but minus the fun dancing. And so I wasn't extremely optimistic, but I so wanted to be Ursula. And I decided to just go all in for Ursula, because I'd missed theater for so long. I had to drop out of two shows, a Shakespeare show and a musical I had to drop out of them both because I got CRPS. And so I really was like, I was having theater withdrawals and I really wanted to do it. And so the audition was great. It was just, I was so happy about that. And I ended up getting Ursula and it was just so great and it was wonderful. And it was so fun to be part of a cast again. And then about a week before the show, I was at a wedding and I was getting my boogie down and I apparently, I can't bust the moves like I used to because I twisted my ankle and I just felt shooting, shooting pain again and it was not good. And so after that, my ankle started hurting really, really bad. And then when I was backstage, I tripped on my Ursula tentacles and I twisted my ankle again. And so that was not good at all. And I had to be, because of my wrist, I can't do crutches. So I was on one crutch on using my good hand. And so that was really sad, but I was able to go on stage without the crutch. And then we had vacation in the Caribbean. I went with my crutch, but I was still able to do it. And that was really fun. Our family just desperately needed a vacation because my health stuff took a big toll on our entire family. And so we were able to do that. It was fantastic. It was super, super fun. And then we got home. I got my braces off. I got contacts. That was super fun. Um, I wear my contacts every day now. Um, it was great. And we got ready to start high school. And I'm going, well, I am in a Catholic all-girls school. But, um, the Friday before school started, I, um, I was already still using one crutch but I stepped on the back of my mom's flip-flop and I twisted my ankle. And so I just shooting pain again. So it getting worse and worse and worse until I could barely put any weight on it whatsoever. And we didn't know what to do. And we emailed the school and we found out they have wheelchairs at their school, which would save us some time because it was Labor Day weekend and Yeah, our school starts late. It was Labor Day weekend and, you know, we couldn't call my doctors and we didn't want to have to pay for a wheelchair because we didn't know what they would say. And so I ended up, like, walking with the support of my mom instead of a crutch and using the one crutch and my mom's arm and to get in and to just get around home. And then at school I would use a wheelchair and it was not how I wanted my very first day of high school to be. I didn't want to be on a wheelchair. I wanted to be walking in and really proud of all the work I'd done to be able to walk in for my first day of school. But I chose not to be whiny because we, I had been able to do so many fun things this summer a lot of kids with CRPS don't get to do and I've still had pain every single day since I got CRPS but it's so much less intense it's so much more manageable and I've been taught so many strategies to be able to deal and cope with that pain so I was able to go in school I'd be super tired and sore and in pain afterward and it just hasn't got better so far and right now I just finished my first week of school and we called my doctors and we got me a knee scooter so I'm back to a knee scooter and we're doing like little physical therapy things at home but it's pretty bad right now my family's spending time with some family friends right now and I'm home doing this and so i'm going to keep updating about my progress i'm going to talk about i'm going to dive more specifically into things like what's helped me specifically with crps um tips for people with crps Um, i want to talk about stress and anxiety I want to talk about my daily life with CRPS. I want to talk about my amazing, supportive family and friends more. So there's a lot I really want to do for this. And I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes and if it touches anybody's lives. You don't have to have CRPS to listen to this. This isn't just for people with CRPS. This is just a community that I really want to build of people that are kind and supportive and compassionate. And it doesn't just need to be people with CRPS. It can be, you know, people, anybody. It can be people with all types of chronic pain. It can be everybody in the world who wants to listen. So, yeah, this is going to conclude it. Thank you guys so much for listening. It really, really means a lot. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. God bless.